Hello, I'm Carly. And I'm Sydney. Welcome to the debut episode of our podcast, Behind Closed Doors. Before we host other romantics, we figured you should get to know us first, so this episode will be all about us. In the future, we definitely plan to host with other college students who are also navigating the dating scene to provide you just with a variety of unique experiences and perspectives. Um, Some fun facts about me is a lot of people call me Sid. My real name's Sydney. Let's just get that out of the way, <laughs> just so you guys know. Um... Another fun fact is I'm gay. Not sure a lot of people know that, especially my family. So take that for what you will. <laughs> um, I'm from a super small town right out of side of Eugene, little west of Eugene called Vanita. Um, I'm also a Taurus. We don't know a lot about that. <laughs> we don't know anything about astrological signs. Yeah. But some people care. Some so. people care. And honestly, we should know. Let's be real. Yeah, I wish I did. <laughs> My pronouns are she, her. I love Cheez-Its. Hate tequila. <laughs> but I love a good margarita. Yeah. Let's be real. No, that checks out. All right. That checks out. I also love Cheez-Its. Okay. I also don't like tequila cheddar? very much. Regular? No, just like extra toasty. Extra toasty for sure. I yeah. have been getting on the white cheddar grind. Oh. So don't be afraid to no, try that. No, that's fair. There's like two, there's two types of people. So. Okay. Yes. And yeah, I love a good margarita strawberry for sure mm -hmm. yeah all right all yours well as i said earlier i'm carly hopefully you can tell the difference between our two voices <laughs> <laughs> um my pronouns are she her hers i'm a junior at the university of oregon i'm majoring in journalism <laughs> did you say that no i didn't and we'll come back to me after carly finishes <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm a junior at the University of Oregon. I'm majoring in journalism and minoring in planning, public policy, and management. Um, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> I was born in Portland and raised just outside of there in Happy Valley. Um, my favorite color is red, as of right mm. now. I finally read for pleasure. I'm very <laughs> hyped about that. Um, the best book that I finished recently was called Bad Sex by Nona Willis Aronowitz. Great for the podcast. What? That title? I know. It was an amazing book. I definitely recommend it. Wait. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that later. We will. We will. Oh I have God. some <gasps> some super interesting quotes from there. Okay, we'll hear it later. Yeah. Um, I hate beets. I think mm -hmm. they taste like dirt. Mm -hmm. um, but I love sushi, especially hamachi. Okay. Um, and um, I've been listening to a lot of the Cocteau Twins lately and Ween and the Cranberries. Oh, so, my God. Wow. Yeah. That's my music taste as of right now. Okay. So let's circle back to my fun facts because yeah. I clearly forgot to mention a we lot We missed of things. a step there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I am, um, I guess, a super senior, you would call me. Yeah. I'm a super senior, <laughs> University of Oregon, majoring in journalism, minor in sports business, which a lot of people don't know because I don't know if I take that seriously or not. Um, let's see. I don't read for pleasure right now because I'm <laughs> still in school, which is another story. However, I will mention my favorite book, Radical Acceptance, Oh, Tara Branch. I might be butchering that last name, but that's a real fun one. Honestly, for this podcast, we could tie it into this podcast. So amazing. Yeah. I haven't heard of it, but yeah, it's a self-help, but also like hella cool. Amazing. Yeah. Kind of spiritual, but whatever. Cool. Um, yeah. Music. You talked about music, so I'll talk about music. Yeah. Go for it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm really into the Brandy Carlisle right now. Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm not I like, super familiar, but I've definitely heard of her. Yeah. Honestly, her memoir, super oh. good. Oh. Yeah. If you're looking for a little audiobook, 
that's when you should do it. Apparently, this podcast is all about books right now. <laughs> Literally, we're like <laughs> educational queens who love to read in yeah. their free time. Yeah. Also, this is about love. So <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. Have we even mentioned that yet? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, can we talk about how we're both not wearing shoes right now? Yeah. So, okay. This started because we were walking to our podcast studio and... I'm trying to break in my new docs and my right shoe is giving me the worst bl- blister of my life. And so, of course, I take it off and that's contagious. <laughs> yeah, I feel more comfortable with my shoes off. And, you know, I wanted to feel at home and as least nervous as possible. So I also took my Doc Martens off, but mine are super broken in because I got them from a friend mm. and um, they did the dirty work for me. So... That's a good friend. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. I think we should dig into our current relationship status. Let's get the ball rolling. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll start. What the hell? I am currently in a relationship with a woman, and we have been dating for seven months today. Woo! In all caps. So, oh, my God. Amazing. Which is awesome. Very happy with that. Kind of ironic, because this is our scheduled recording day mm-hmm. but also anniversary day so very convenient for this episode incredible how about you what's your relationship status i am technically single <laughs> but i'm not really putting myself out there right now i would say i kind of had a little like spring term summer fling situation and so i'm not necessarily quite moved on and so it's a little bit complicated but um yeah, I guess that's that's how I'd describe it. Before we totally jump the gun, should we explain why we're doing this podcast? Oh my god. Yeah. We Let's can circle back. We can circle back. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away. Okay. Well, so Sydney and I met mm. in a journalism class last year. We both did Flux magazine. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you've heard of it. It's kind of a small a small thing, but it's a big deal. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we both were working on a story together. We just got kind of like paired up. Yeah. Um, we pursued it for like t- nine weeks, like the whole term basically. Yeah. Let me step in here and say yeah. I was convinced in the beginning. I didn't know Carly that well, but I was convinced because we both had bangs at the time. And I don't know. I was just like, power the bangs. No, I said literally. that from the beginning. And we still have bangs, and it's been, like, what, like, a year later? <laughs> like, bangs don't just do that. Let's be real. I don't know. So that was my—I was like, okay, this is a good choice. The no, ones, I agree. Yeah. They were holding some serious, like, energy. <laughs> and so our teacher, like, paired us together, yeah. I think, based on strictly, like, that reason. And then also for a while, like, my teacher or our teacher— called like each of us the wrong names at Mm -hmm. least like personally i was called sydney like yeah for the first several weeks mixed us up a bunch so yeah that was a green flag for sure (laughs) (laughs) that's how we knew um and then let's see we reach like basically the end of the term we scrap the story we're working on and our teacher is like well we need to figure out something else which is like valid obviously like that fell through and um he was like well what are people talking about like just in life and on campus and in general and we were like hmm like (laughs) yeah we had many ideas but none of them are really like hitting and then eventually we were like oh like at least like personally I was like I like talk about dating all the time like me and my friends cannot stop talking about like romance and relationships yeah and picture this Carly and I college students in this room with (laughs) our teacher and he's asking us, like, what we talk about on a daily basis. And we both are thinking the same thing. We're like, yeah, love lives, <laughs> dating. But do we want to say that out loud? Like, I don't know. No, exactly. Right. Because I was scared he was going to make us write, like, a memoir, basically, about our <laughs> love lives. And, well, here we are now. But yeah. Here we are in our, <laughs> now talking on a podcast about our love lives. But. At that point in time, I wasn't ready. And I wasn't ready to pour it all out there in an article. Mm-mm. Um And so we were like, for a while, we were like, okay, let's write a story about being single and like the single lifestyle and like why so many people are actively choosing to like disengage from the dating scene. And then that eventually turned into like an article about just like 
the dating scene on campus and like all sorts of different perspectives, whether it was like you're in a relationship, you've never been in a relationship, you're actively avoiding the dating scene or you're like absolutely desperate to be in one. So um, following that, we did a little like audio project Mm -hmm. and we interviewed a couple friends of ours and we talked about like we basically asked all the questions we're about to review now. Yeah. of our friends and we um we published that and it was a good time it was really fun and i think that's definitely like sparked our like interest in doing this sort of thing now yeah i think i personally came into that story carly was talking about thinking that like every college student was kind of going through the same thing and i think mm-hmm. generally we are at some extent but interviewing all these people and narrowing it down to what like three people we ended up writing the story about a lot of people's stories are and journeys are very different and I think that's important to like shine a light on and I think that's what we kind of want to do with this podcast as well Mm -hmm. um and you know the messiness of dating and love lives is just crazy in general so I think it's important to talk about especially when vulnerability is involved and things that are honestly kind of hard to talk about sometimes but I think it's important to know that you're not the only one out there feeling what you feel so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think like let's be real we talk about this with our friends all the time Mm -hmm. but kind of like talking about it with people like beyond that circle is a little bit stigmatized and a little bit awkward so I guess we're just trying to like facilitate a space that like allows these conversations to happen and also just to like provide people with like a source of entertainment because I love me a good podcast (laughs) and I love talking about love lives. Love lives are fun to talk about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Also, before we continue, Uh disclaimer, we are not experts. (laughs) Yeah. As uh, if you listen to our first episode. We like to take this quote from Annie herself. No, literally. This is one of my best friends. Yeah, Carly's best friend. um, The blind leading the blind. That is exactly what we are. We have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. We Um, are college students, just like you. Yes. So, yeah, just want to preface that. Good point. We're just here to have fun. Mm -hmm. And we have no idea what we're talking about. So, take it very lightly. Yep. Take it with a grain of salt. We like salt. So take it. I love salt. Salt, <laughs> salt your food, guys. <laughs> um, let's talk about ghosting. All right. Do you want to go first? Okay, I do. Yeah, go okay. for it. Okay, for sure. I'm going to be honest here. That was a big deep breath, if you couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I have been ghosted. And I feel like it's bound to happen when you're using dating apps. Mm-hmm. However... I honestly can't recall a specific moment where I have been ghosted, where I'm like, oh my God, like ghosting equals this moment. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I have that. And I think ghosting means something different for everyone, Mm -hmm. which I think is true, whether that's not texting someone back, not showing up for, for a date, whatever it is. I know I've had instances where people in the past haven't texted me back, and I don't think that's affected me that much. I don't know. It's an interesting topic and could honestly be talked about for hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I have a lot to say about ghosting. Because All right. Let it rip. Last year, I was ghosted pretty hardcore. Oh, my I, God. I, let's see. I was hanging out with this person... Um, or not, I was hanging out with this person. I had hung out with this person quite a number of times. Um, and I will say that I was, like, vulnerable enough to be, like, intimate with them. Um, and I, like, texted them and I asked if they wanted to hang out again. And I never received a text back. Um, and I won't lie, it was pretty frustrating. I felt pretty disrespected when I did not receive that text back. Um, And, you know, kind of, like, doing the thing where you, like, look at your phone and you're, like, waiting for a response. Oh, of course. But it went on for, like, days. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, just never received a a response. And I think what was most frustrating about this situation is that, like, and I guess what I learned from it is also that, like, when you are putting yourself out there and being intimate with someone, um, 
I feel like the least the other party could do is like at least give you a text back, at least respond to you. Like in that case, communication is just like so important. And um, I don't know. I just think like if something were to happen where let's say I got like pregnant or I had an STD, like mm-hmm. you're just showing to me that you're incapable of having conversations about that. Which is like the bare minimum at this at this point. If yeah, if you I mean if I mean? I'm hooking up with you, like we need to be able to communicate about those things. And I was just like I was very offended that this person like just couldn't even respond to me. And I know it was simply just about hanging out another time, but in the instances before that, like we had been quite vulnerable with each other. So mm-hmm. it was That makes sense. Yeah, it was weird not to hear back from them, but um, I've definitely learned from it, and it's given me an opinion on ghosting, um, mm-hmm. which I appreciate, I guess. Yeah, I feel like in the moment when you have been ghosted, you're feeling all those emotions, right? Like, I'd be pissed, I'd be disappointed. I mean, those are pretty powerful emotions in mm-hmm. itself. You clearly learned a lot about that and about yourself, too. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it's interesting. Like, you don't really see that. I don't know. It also makes you, like, a little bit crazy. It's like, why do I care about this yeah, so much? you start like, questioning. It was kind of like those one of things, one of those things where, like, I was like, I I have only hung out with this person, like, a handful of times. And, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like them that much yet. But the fact that I'm just, like, not hearing from them is, like, really frustrating. And it's, like, making me feel like I cared about the situation, like, way more than I initially did sort mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, Carly. I'm going to um, hit you with the question. How do you oh, okay. feel? feel about hookup culture all right um i definitely have many thoughts about hookup culture Mm -hmm. um for the most part i've definitely had a a positive experience like participating in it um i think it offers like a valuable space for yourself to experiment and like kind of like discover what you want um i've definitely like learned a lot about myself through hooking up with other people um and also, I think, like, hookup culture is a great thing in the sense that, like, sometimes we just want to have sex with someone mm. and, like, that's okay and that's liberating and that's amazing and, like, it doesn't always need to be something beyond that and you don't always need to build a relationship with someone. If you're on the same page about just, like, keeping things casual, that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, like, a great thing to destigmatize the fact that sometimes we just want to, like, have a hookup. Um in my notes here, I also have a, a little quote from mm. that book, Bad Sex, I read <sighs> that I, I can't just wait loved. To read that. You definitely should because it just puts this whole like concept into perspective. And this is literally exactly why I have like enjoyed hookup culture so much. Is that uh, this quote says, "Fresh new flings provide the perfect potion of escape and connection." So essentially, you're. Like, the amazing thing about hookups is you can kind of just, like, get lost in this, like, pleasure bubble that allows you to kind of, like, remove yourself from life and, like, the drudgery of things and, like, school and all that, all that stuff. Um, And, yeah, I think that's one of the exciting new things about hooking up with someone new and just, like, trying new things, meeting new people, like, making new conversation. Um, And so, yeah, and based on all of that, I've had a, I've had a positive experience with hookup culture. Um, But that's also because I think I've had, like, a like a strong head on my shoulders because it's mm-hmm. it's also like not an easy thing to navigate I won't lie like um I'm cognizant of the fact that like not everyone has a good experience and there's a lot of like miscommunication that goes on with um random hookups and um a lot of like mismatched expectations things like that so um yeah I guess that's my thoughts on it I'm also like currently I would say I'm very fed up with like meeting new people and like having those like simple like surface level conversations like I think they're quite boring and I'm kind of like at the point in my life where I'd rather like be in a relationship and be exclusive with someone rather than just like sleeping with a ton of different people yeah so um what you said about the pleasure bubble oh my god I've never heard anything like that in my life isn't it amazing that's so interesting it's so true like whenever I find myself, like, hanging out with someone new or, like, hooking up with them. Like, I feel so removed from, like, everything else going on in my life. And at that moment, like, yeah, I'm probably putting off, like, a homework assignment or something. Yeah, but but it's so worth it at the end of the day. Let's be real. It is. And I don't have, like, I'm genuinely not thinking about anything else, which is fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I've had a different experience with hookup culture. Mm. Culture, excuse me. Um, I never... I've really caught myself in hookup culture, I'm not going to lie. I mean, 
this is going to trickle down into some further questions that we talk about. But I really like the idea of talking to one person and like sticking to that one person for like as long as I possibly can until mm-hmm. it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the idea of getting to know someone, seeing if you're compatible, mm-hmm. seeing if it works. I mean, I know a lot of people and have a lot of friends who participate in hookup culture and I think that's great. I feel like I feel like I've tried to dip my toes into it before mm-hmm. and I feel like my mental state gets all like wrapped up I don't know I think I overthink a lot of it Mm -hmm. which I could honestly improve on myself but I think I don't know I like talking to one person but I also think you learn a lot about yourself whether you participate in hookup culture hookup culture or you don't Mm -hmm. I don't know I think you learn something either way it's interesting I don't know yeah, I feel this. I also, like, catch myself, like, wanting to at least, like, see where things go with a person or, like, casually, like, hanging out with them, like, mm-hmm. for the long term. So um, I definitely, like, feel you on that front. Um, okay, let's reel it in. All right. Sydney, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, you should ask me this, this next one. question. Yeah. Um, have you ever participated in an open relationship? I have not participated in an open relationship. (laughs) Um, My girlfriend and I don't participate in polyamory. Um, Her and I have actually talked about this, how we both feel about polyamory and, I mean, polyamory within our relationship and in general. I personally think it's important to bring more acceptance around polyamory, especially in the queer queer community Mm -hmm. in general. I think it's more popular than a lot of people think. Um, And it's not a bad thing. I think we grow up thinking, like, you and your partner and that's it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're both down for an open relationship, I think that's healthy. I mean, I have a friend who participates in polyamory. And they actually just said this quote, I guess you could call it. um, You can't be someone's everything. And I think that's really interesting because I feel like as a woman, I grew up thinking like, oh, you're supposed to find like your soulmate, your someone mm-hmm. and like be there. Every- I don't know. Like, I feel like a- growing up, I'd always thought like I needed to be someone's everything. But at the end of the day, you don't like that's why you have friends. That's why you have family members. That's why you have mm-hmm. close acquaintances. I don't think I said that right, but you get what I mean? I think you did. Okay. I think you killed it. Um, (laughs) But you get the gist. I don't know. I mean, that's why you have all these other relationships that you can lean in on. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be someone's everything. If you think about it, that's honestly a pretty heavy concept. Mm -hmm. Like, to be someone's everything? I don't know. That's a lot. I feel like that's becoming a new trial and error type Mm -hmm. thing. I don't know. No, I, f- I feel this. I think we place a lot of emphasis on, like, being in a relationship, having a partner, and, like, loving them more than, like, anyone or anything else. And I think, like, we're disregarding, like, the love we feel in relationships and, like, to our siblings and to our parents. And this is, like, obviously a different kind of love, but it still matters. And it still is, like, just as valuable, if not more valuable. It's kind of interesting how we've, like like separated the the meaning of love like in all these different like dynamics and relationships but on that note of open relationships and polyamory I also have not participated um and as you said like also like growing up it's just like one of those things that you weren't like super aware of Mm -hmm. um and it reminds me of cell phones which Sydney and I were kind of like debriefing earlier (laughs) (laughs) and it makes no sense without an explanation but let me explain it's like whenever anyone asks you if you could like go without your cell phone for like a month and like sure I could but it would be a lot harder now that I know what life is like with a cell phone Mm -hmm. like I'm so attached to it like it makes life so much easier I love looking things up and like finding Mm -hmm. the answer to a random question and texting people back and calling them when I need them. Like, obviously, that makes life a lot easier. 
and I feel like in the same sense, an open relationship is kind of similar. Like if I grew up and people didn't ingrain in me that I needed to like have one partner and like commit myself to them, Mm -hmm. I would be more like open to the idea of dating multiple people at once. But because I haven't grown up knowing that, it feels more difficult. And I feel like I also have like a sense of insecurity and like I would rather commit myself to like one person, I Mm -hmm. guess. And I think I would have a hard time like handling my own emotions and I wouldn't want to also like place that um, like difficulty on a partner in the Mm -hmm. sense that I just like it would be super awkward to navigate. But that's not that I'm opposed to open relationships and it's not that I don't think they're a good idea. I think and also like a lot of like long term relationships or long distance situations like they can make a lot of sense and they can kind of like fill those gaps um, until you're like with someone again. So, yeah, I think they are all really good points I think you know at the end of the day if you need something you know that your partner can't give you at that time that's not a bad thing I think people Mm -hmm. kind of I don't know contribute that to being bad or like you guys need to break up if your partner can't give you that I don't know I think that's where open relationships come in handy um yeah I don't know I feel similarly I don't really feel like my mental state or my personality could handle Mm -hmm. um, an open relationship. Um, Yeah. Again, not that I'm against it or anything. I have plenty of friends who are in those and that are doing great. And it's cool to see that, especially in a friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, Shit, I wish I could do an open relationship. It sounds fun. I feel like we talked about that too in our our last our little last first episode yeah <laughs> whatever the hell that was <laughs> um, yeah i i think we all talked about how we all wish we could do that i think it's like a cool thing um just not something i don't i don't know it would take a lot of therapy no literally a lot of work for me i just don't know how to do it and i think like that's and yeah, where i think that's also an interesting thing my like, opinion comes from yeah like i don't know we're not brought up to know how it's exactly. like you don't learn how to do that until later in life. Like I feel like in college, like I didn't know honestly a lot about polyamory until I started, you know, being a part of the queer community. I feel like mm. I don't know. I just feel like it's more popular in that sense. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. <laughs> um, I like to think I'm right, but you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a definitely new concept, new information. I mean, things are always changing. Mm-hmm. I think that's honestly the beautiful thing about it, to get all philosophical. How do you typically approach dating and meeting new people? Okay, so I am in a relationship of seven months. So before I was in that relationship, it was a lot of bouncing back and forth between dating apps you know like if i was on tinder for a while if that wasn't working for me i'd go to bumble um had a bad experience with bumble but we'll talk about that later um hinge i don't know i really really liked hinge i don't know i think i'm more like i said earlier i don't catch myself in a lot of the hookup culture Mm -hmm. so hinge is a is a good space for me because i feel like i get to know the person you know, it's more serious. I don't know. I, I, I like feel that. that. I, I like think there that. are nicer, kinder people on Hinge. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, right before I started dating my girlfriend, I had suddenly got into gay Tinder and Hinge and all the dating apps. So it's interesting, like, going from, you know, being straight, looking at guy Tinder, guy Hinge, and then going straight to like girl tender girl hinge i think it's a different different kind of thing but it's also cool to be able to go through both i don't know yeah i feel like dating apps was just i don't know how you don't i don't know it's really rare to meet someone in like class like no one's that engaged with the person sitting Mm -hmm. next to you like at least i'm not like i'm just trying to get through the damn class let's be real oh yeah I think it's hard not to hop on dating apps in college. Yeah, like, how are you supposed to meet people? I don't know. I mean, if you're single and everyone else is talking about them or everyone else is on them, I I, I don't know how you would simply just, like, not feel the urge to download the app when everyone else is talking about it. 
at least in your circle. Maybe people in your circle aren't talking about it, and that's why you haven't felt the need to download it. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, on that note, I, I typically don't, like, publicly approach meeting new people. Like, I would say I'm a little bit shy when it comes to, like, being flirty and, like, dating. Um, and so, yeah, for that reason, I've resulted to Tinder. I haven't explored much besides that except for Hinge a teeny tiny bit. But Tinder, I guess, has been my go-to, um, not because it's great, but because it sometimes has done the job. Um, you know, it's good enough. It's we'll good enough. It. I don't know. Dating apps. Just yeah. get on them. Create an account. <laughs> just do it. Create if you're the on Tinder the fence, account. <laughs> just, just rip do the band-aid it. off. The moral of the story is to not let dating apps deceive you. No, they're not bad. They're fine. You just gotta be smart, and that's... Exactly. It's not that hard. Let's... Choose wisely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to have a little bad date here and there. Yeah, because that might happen. And that's okay. It's it's for the podcast, which we're going to get into. <laughs> exactly. Carly, have you ever had a bad date? Wow, that was perfect timing. <laughs> I, like to, I like to be smooth in this podcast. That was insanely smooth. <laughs> All right. Um, I, let's see, I kind of mentioned this the last time we were sitting down and doing this. Okay. I haven't been on, like, a jarringly bad date. hmm Like, I, um, let's see. I will say, though, that I have been on a date where there was, like, that classic, like, dry conversation. They weren't asking you a whole lot about yourselves, and you're kind of like, ugh, like, this conversation is just so boring. Mm-hmm. Like, what is my next move? Yeah. How how do I get out of here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I was on a date once where I was kind of, like, trying to plan my escape route. I was about Ugh. to, like, text my friends and be like, hey, like, yeah, I'm coming home. Like, what should I do? Like, this isn't going super well, and I'm just not feeling it. Um, but I actually, I ended up sticking that date out, and it was, like, fine in the end. Um, this was actually the same guy who ended up ghosting me. So I should have read the signs um, from the very beginning. But, you know, I stuck it out. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it wasn't terrible. Um, and it could have been worse. Sydney, I know you've got a crazy <laughs> bad date story <laughs> that goes far beyond what, what this does. So. Um, what's funny? You know, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> I said this on our last podcast episode. However, I'm pretty sure it got edited out. Oh, my God. You're right. I forget how much we talked about on that that didn't make it into the cut. But it was such a fun story. I'm okay. excited and you get to share it I, now. I get to have the spotlight for my update <laughs> story. Okay, this is this is the story. So I am still dating men at this point. And I'm on Bumble and it's the i'm i'm like psyched about bumble like i'm like oh my god like girls get to make the first move this is so fun so i make plans with this guy who i think is attractive at the time and he picks me up we go out to this pasta place in eugene which i'd never been before don't remember the name um it was good we were having good conversation we had a lot of similar interests and i'm like you know what i feel good about this like come over to my apartment watch a movie yeah as you as you would do. As I follow my if gut. If a date's going well. Yeah, okay. Looking back, not a good idea to ever do. But <laughs> um, in the moment, I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So he comes back to my apartment. I have a TV in my room, which is sly. That is yeah, an incredible perk. <laughs> yeah. A Something perk. I always wish I had. <laughs> so he comes in. He's like, He asks me if I have any gum. And I'm like, no, I don't carry gum. I'm, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So that was kind of like, whoa, that was kind of off-putting, <laughs> kind of weird, but whatever. I'm gonna let it slide. Um, and then he asked for the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, it's just across the hall, all yours. He goes in. Um, he's kind of in there for a while. I never hear the toilet flush. He comes out, and he's like all over me. First of all. Like, touchy, touchy. I'm like, bro, like, we just met a couple hours ago. Like, you just asked me for gum, which I don't have. I don't know. Didn't hear the toilet flush. 
And he like looks at me and's talking to me very close to my face and he has minty fresh breath. <laughs> and just to let you know, we just ate like garlic pesto pasta. Like my breath is smelling like onions at this point. <laughs> and your breath is minty fresh. I'm like, you motherfucker, you used my toothbrush or my mouthwash, which is on the bottom cabinet behind <laughs> my towels. Like you had to search for that shit. Either or it's bad. I immediately text my best friend. I'm like, call me. Like, I'm fucking done with it. I don't know. Like, little things have been happening here and there that I'm not mentioning. It's just all bad in general. (laughs) She calls me. She makes up a fat story about how her boyfriend cheated on her and she's coming over right now. So I Speaking of, she's absolutely clutch for that. I know. Shout out, bestie. You know who you are. (laughs) You will be listening to this and you know who you are. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Uh, he, like, is right next to me as I'm talking on the phone with her, and I hang up, and I'm like, yo, I, my best friend's coming over, it's a whole big thing, like, I'm sorry, you have to leave, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, for sure, whatever, I walk him out, the worst kiss of my life, I can't believe I kissed him, I did. Wow, as you were walking him out the door with his yeah, minty fresh breath. I know, he had, yeah, oh, that was bad. He leaves, and I come back in my room, and he had left his prescription glasses on Ugh. my nightstand. What a move on his part, wow, honestly. Wow, was that strategic? Yeah, for me, I was pissed. I was pissed. Ugh. I ended up having to leave his glasses on the hood of his car. Oh, at least you didn't have to see him again. I know, I ran. That's a pro. It was a big deal. I don't know. I don't know. That was, like, the worst state of my life fuck bumble i never used bumble again after that and it just ruined it for me i don't know stay away from bumble guys let's be real oh my god it's just a bunch of guys who want girls to hit on them Mm -hmm. and it's just not fun that's my that's my experience and you can't come at me for that do you think do you think tinder is better than bumble Mm, i don't know at this point they could be on the same play field i think they're they're honestly they're battling against each other at this point okay I don't know. Yeah. The, it's equivalent to each other. Mm-hmm. There's probably pros and cons to both. I don't know. I'm team Hinge. That's me. That's fair enough. Honestly, I don't know what team I'm on, but... You don't need to be on a team. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just hate I think I'm on. I think I'm on team, like, candid happens in real life, except... I don't play on that team very often. Yeah. I don't. Nobody talks about Bumble either. No, no one does. No, I found this interesting. I don't know when you ever told me this story for the first time, but I think it was before we made that last whatever episode, audio recording, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But I remember you telling me about Bumble and I was like, oh, interesting. Because I, I no. haven't even thought about downloading it before. Well, this is not an advertisement for Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I think I'm going to switch up the vibe. Because I don't want to close with this question. All right. Um, have you ever experienced heartbreak and how did you cope with it? I, it's so complicated. That's my answer for this question. Mm. I don't know. I haven't been in a situation where I've fallen in love with, some, I need to knock on wood on this for real. I don't know. I haven't been in a situation where I've like fallen in love with someone been in a serious relationship and I just get my heart broken I don't know I have it I mean I remember my first relationship in like high school it was like the first guy I've ever liked in my Mm -hmm. life and it was long distance of course I don't know like long distance in high school is crazy yeah it's just it's bound not to work out but that's something you can barely drive fall for then yeah yeah you can fall for it but you can barely drive so what's the point Uh I mean your parents I don't know it's you're they're not gonna take you to your date I don't know that's Mm -hmm. cringe as hell um I I don't have a lot of experience in this I've had a lot of just unfortunate experiences within my romantic life i wouldn't consider them heartbreak i don't know i think it's i think who people who have experiences with heartbreak have a lot to say about it because it affected them a lot Mm -hmm. i mean it's it i don't know i i feel like from personal experience i can't talk about it but 
Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Carly? No, I I feel you on this, and I feel like this is, like, a whole episode in itself. Oh, I think it is, too. I also, like, I haven't been in a proper relationship before. I've had situationships. I've hung out with people long-term, and I've I've liked them a lot, but Mm -hmm. I um, haven't really, like, been through the process or, like, navigated the process of, like, losing someone, like, after being so, so connected to them. Um, And also, like you said, like, I've been heartbroken in, like, other areas of my life. Like, I've had friends who have really let me down, and I've had, um, like, family members who have let me down at times, and, like... That's a good point. In those situations, like, my advice is just to, like, feel your feelings, and, like, when I'm down, like, I like to be left alone, and, like, sort that out for myself, and, like, eventually, like, I'll come out the other side, and... Um, one of the great things about those experiences is that, like, I know if I didn't feel that sort of, like, pain and, like, heartache that, like, I wouldn't be able to appreciate some of the good moments that I have in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, like, they just wouldn't hit the same way that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, and in general, like, life ebbs and flows. And I know that's, like, so annoying to hear when you're, like, not in a good place. But, like, uh, there's also just, like, not a one-size-fits-all remedy to, like being sad and depressed and like going through something so that's what I've found from like being sad but not necessarily heartbroken I will say though that in high school I really liked someone and um they didn't necessarily break my heart but I was sad when they didn't want to hang out with me anymore it was like one of those situations where they were like hey like I really like you but I don't have time to like be with you and I also don't want you to tell anyone about this, but I also still want to, like, talk to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Figure your fucking shit no, out No, literally. Point. And that's not kind of, like, one of those things that really just, like, fucks with your head. And, oh, for sure. Um, also, like, that in itself, like, just, like, made me feel a little bit crazy. And, like, also they had the, like, this weird, like, um, power to, like not manipulate me but like to talk me into doing things that like I didn't necessarily want to do because I was just like I I liked them so much and so like when they didn't want to hang out with me anymore it was definitely a letdown um and I was also like in a weird vulnerable position where I like would do what I could to like gain their respect back I guess I think that's a huge thing that I don't think we honestly prepared to talk about in this podcast, but <laughs> power in itself comes in many shapes and sizes, no matter the gender, no matter what. Power is like something I feel like a lot of people are blindsided about. I've had experiences where like you don't realize you're in a power dynamic until you're at the end of the tunnel and you're like, holy fuck, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's totally different than heartbreak. I mean, that's a totally different thing. Power is, I don't know. I mean, people know when they have it and they don't like to admit it. I don't know. It's it's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can come in any sort of relationship. And I don't always think people are aware of it either. It's just like... And that's the sad thing. When you like someone, like, you're willing to do so So much much Mm -hmm. to, like just like get them to pay attention to you it's crazy yeah that's yeah. another episode for sure we'll talk for about sure that. i think i think heartbreak in itself heartbreak and, and power. also just like power dynamics and like yeah all that stuff should be its own episode because it's complicated everything's complicated everything is all of these questions are so layered this is why we're gonna have other people on because yeah i mean it's i don't uh, have that much to say if i'm being real yeah honestly (laughs) why are we even this is why we're hosting we know how to ask (laughs) questions and pester other people about their experiences but we don't really know how to talk about our feelings that well that much i mean therapy's therapy but (laughs) let's be real this is a question we're not super passionate about, but we might just uh, yeah. give it a give it a go. This is something that I feel like it's easy for people to talk about, but I don't know how important <laughs> it is at the end of the day. I don't know. I mean, the question is, I'm just going to give it to you guys straight because we love you. <laughs> Whoever you are, we love you because there's maybe only like five to ten of you. Five listening. to ten of you. We love you all. Okay. Our listeners, our friends. What do you feel are the most important qualities to look for in a partner? I think I had some notes on this. <laughs> Let me scroll here. I'm, I'm going to start it off. Yeah, I asked the question you kick it off. Okay. 
Um, this is something actually my partner and I have talked about before. I feel like it's important for you and whoever you're with to have like a support system outside of you and your romantic relationship. Like, I feel like I didn't really think about that, that a lot until I was in a relationship. Like, again, your partner is not your everything. I don't know. Like, it's important to have friends to lean on. It's important to, like, ask ad- advice from your family. I don't know, from your mom, from your sister, or from your brother, or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's important to have a support system outside of that. I also think it's important to have different interests than your partner. I think people always mm-hmm. talk about, like, oh, we have this in common, and I love that. And, and that's important, too, but it's important to have different interests. Like, my partner is a, like, really loves crocheting. Do I know how to crochet? No. (laughs) And would I like to learn? Definitely. And maybe that's something for us to do in the future. But, like, I don't know. I love basketball, and she doesn't play basketball. I don't know. It's just, like, nice to have different interests to kind of separate you and -hmm. to learn more about the other person. I think that's super important. At least that's that's what I've learned in my recent relationship. I I don't know. I also think it's okay to rub off on each other a little bit. I was just reading this. And another book because I'm such a avid reader now. (laughs) No, this one was called Conversations on Love. Oh my God. I know. I've been prepping for the podcast. Not really. It was unintentional, but a lot of them have lined up with what we're talking about. Um, I love it. And it was something about like, it was just talking about how it's okay to also like rub off on your partner and to like pick up some of the interests they have because like that's inevitable and that's okay. But also like, Keep your life separate in ways that you can. That's great and that's important. Um, Let's see. My thoughts on this topic, though. Um, Qualities you look for in a partner. We actually, me and Sydney interviewed a professor last year when we were working on a story about the college dating scene. Mm, Okay. It was um, this philosophy of love and sex professor. She was amazing. She was great. I took her class before this interview and... I also loved her class, um, but it also it, it just talked about how like it's like kind of strange to like create expectations or like a list of requirements for a partner. Um, and she kind of like showed this by doing a little social experiment with um, the students in our class. And she like, let's see, she she said she like picked on a, a, a student And she asked them to, like, list the qualities in their partner that they love about them. And they would, in that case, be like, oh, my partner is funny and they are nice and they like the things I like, like reading or thrifting. And then the professor asked, like, all the other students in the class to raise their hand if they thought they were funny or to raise their hand if they were nice or to, like, raise their hand if they liked thrifting or reading and, like, in those cases, like, most of the class raise their hand because those yeah. are very general descriptions. And so I think, like, the moral is there that, like, you're going to like a lot of people for, like, the same reasons. And so in that case, it's kind of hard to, like, be like, oh, I want a person who's this and this and this because a lot of people will probably meet those standards. But I think it's just more so when you're, like, looking for a partner or interested in someone. It's kind of just about, like like how you and that person align and your interests and personalities mesh at least for me personally like I think it's less about what they have and more about how we get along yeah those are wise words Carly you nailed it in the butt thank you let's be real thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah put that on your resume you just fucking nailed that Uh, yeah it's gonna be so (laughs) applicable to my resume yeah employers would be like oh she knows what she's talking about she knows about her love life let's be real are we hiring her or or do we want to date her (laughs) (laughs) yeah those are interesting to put together (laughs) um this is also okay this is something i put on my on my bullet point under this question not sure where the fuck this came from from sorry excuse me um okay this is gonna sound weird but like if you know you know someone who is funny without even trying to be funny Mm. are the best fucking people like yeah 
I couldn't, okay, I have a, like, a, I felt this feeling a bunch, like, people who are just naturally have that f- humor, I don't know, like, it just, it just clicks, I'm like, yes, you are someone that I either want to be friends with, or I want to have a romantic relationship, like, I know what me. you mean. That's funny you say that, though, because, Sydney, I kind of get that energy from you. Ooh. No, like, literally, it, like, people have, like, in that case, like, an incredible laugh. Sydney, you have the best laugh ever. Okay, I was about ready to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if people tell you that, but... They do. Uh, it gives me life. Thank I love you. it. I was thinking that earlier. We had a little... We had a little meeting before our podcast, <laughs> if you will. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Carly's fucking funny. Let's be uh, real. So we you. both have that. So check it. Aww. Your local podcasters are funny without even trying. Uh. Oh, that's so sweet. But I agree. Like, people who are, like, naturally funny. If I was going to list one quality someone had to have, like... Yeah, you got to be funny. You got to be funny. I love it when people are funny. I mean, laugh is... What's that quote? Um, Laughter is the best medicine. Is that that the quote? Probably something like that. Laughter is the best medicine. It's true. I don't need anything else but a good belly laugh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is our next question. This is where it's about to get sappy. And um, I don't know about you, but I feel nervous to talk about this. Okay, I'm going to be honest, because this is all about honesty. I have no bullet points written for this question. And I don't want our listeners... Oh my god. I find that interesting. (laughs) No, no. it wasn't supposed to be like that. It wasn't supposed to be like that. Okay. Well, no, the thing is that I have bullet points listed, but I'm so nervous to talk about them. Okay, let me go first. And I'm embarrassed. No, I'm not embarrassed. I just know that the the situations I'm talking about involve a certain person and they're going to be listening. Okay, well, let's, okay, I'll go first. So, you know who you are. Shout out. Okay, so the question is... What have been some of the most memorable and special moments in your love life so far? And so you might be thinking, oh my God, Sid's in a seventh month-long relationship <laughs> and she has no bullet points for this question. What's funny enough is I will I will backtrack this because I was talking to my girlfriend a couple nights ago and I was like, yo, we're doing this podcast. This is what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> and we had a little conversation about this one and I didn't write it down because I don't think it needed to be written down because it comes yeah. so from the heart. Oh, it's so from so the heart. Cute. <laughs> I pulled that out of my ass. All right. <laughs> uh, memorable moments. I think, I mean, me and my girlfriend are in a long distance relationship. I think the first most recent thing that comes to mind is the first time I visited her uh, since we started doing long distance. I think that was a big memorable moment. Um, our first camping trip together. such a memorable moment first time she kissed me hello props to her she made the first move amazing yeah do you want to talk about it oh my god are we getting into this yes we should get into the nitty-gritty of these memorable experiences okay first kiss story (laughs) (laughs) no 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 (laughs) um okay first kiss story we went on four dates before we even had our first kiss cute i don't know wow that's that's pretty insane i know i feel like that's kind of a long time i don't know do whatever you think about that whatever um she made the first move though it was like after the third day i was like okay we have got to watch a movie together or something (laughs) something chill (laughs) something chill something that's like okay we watch a movie what else do we do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like that's kind of the classic move i don't know I did initiate that, but she definitely was like, can I kiss you? That type of thing. Cute. We love that. That was the first kiss type of moment. Um, Yeah, that's definitely a memorable moment for me. Um, Yeah, I feel like we can get into all the memorable moments later, but those are kind of my top three that I mentioned. Cute. Yeah, what about you? Um, Let's see. So... I had a little spring-summer fling situation, and, uh, like, leading up to this point, leading up to the summer, I would say it was, like, pretty casual, and I really 
enjoyed the first time we like kind of hung out outside of like the bedroom I guess you could say um this person like called me up and they were like yo like this is kind of crazy but do you want to go camping and I was like oh like yeah I do like that sounds so fun and um we ended up going camping surprise surprise um and it was up near this hot springs kind of outside of Eugene and it was it was really fun it was just like really chill we kind of got to know each other a good bit better um hung out by a little campfire um yeah it was it was really fun and it was kind of like what kick-started like the extent of this summer fling for me which was a good time <laughs> love that um, let's see another time we were we decided to make um dinner decided on little like spring rolls like oh. rice paper some veggies some tofu you made your own spring peanut rolls sauce from scratch yes me and my friends do this all the time what for some reason it's not that hard so okay. i'm gonna have you over for spring rolls yeah so. send me the recipe um so we decided to do that and then after we made them we ended up like going back to my house but i was like pretty much moved out of eugene so there was like nothing in my house um like wi-fi no longer in service the sink was still running and like so was the heater which was nice um but we were gonna like watch a movie and just like rely on my hotspot in order to do that. But um, the hotspot wasn't working, so we like get back to my house and we're like, "Oh shit! Like, what do we do?" Um, and we ended up just like listening to like a random ass podcast. Like I think it was like a This American Life podcast, and we were just like sitting there like hanging out, eating spring rolls, and it was so fun. It was so like unexpectedly fun, and I think we just had like really good chit chat that night, and it was was a good time that got to know them better and it was a lot of fun all right i think we should let it rip with our last (laughs) and final question some advice do i have any bullet oh i do have some bullet points for this good i'm gonna start off on a serious note (sighs) you know um always be honest with how you're feeling that sounds so basic so cliche but if you really think about it it's so fucking true i feel like i internally knew i was attracted to women for such a long time and it wasn't until like literally my last year of college that i was like open about my sexuality and started like swiping on girl tinder (laughs) and hinge and everything in between and obviously like ended up meeting a woman that i'm with now and it's going great and stuff um, but I definitely wish I was more honest with myself about my sexuality. I've learned, um, just to be honest with yourself and the world will follow. I don't know. I feel like I wasn't taught that from a young age. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of messy, but I don't know. Maybe someone can relate out there. Who knows? Yeah, that's my advice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's going to resonate with many people. I hope it does because it resonated with myself. And I feel like every piece of advice is going to sound cliche. Let's be real. My piece of advice is like pulled straight from a book. Uh, you with the book quotes. I know. Keep it, keep it going. I know. I theme. I wasn't even like reading these books for the intention of including them in the podcast. <laughs> I wasn't. But here we are. Okay. Um, Because I don't know how to formulate opinions of my own <laughs> i need someone else to help me out so in that case natasha lunn wrote the book called conversations on love um and she said you can't tell where somebody else is in their life they might just not fancy you which is deeply unfortunate but something to be accepted not fought over like bad weather um we don't control the weather nor do we control other people's capacity to find us attractive And so, yeah, I mean, in that case, just, like, don't let the fact that someone doesn't like you back, like, get the best of you. Like, you are, you are worth your while and someone else doesn't need to determine that. Just because they don't like you back doesn't mean you're a terrible, unlovable person. Um, Sometimes we just don't match with people and that's, that's all right. And that's something I've definitely had to 
mm-hmm. like figure out myself. Um, and I'm still not an expert on it. Still sucks to get rejected, but I like when we take human feelings and compare them to things. I don't know. For example, like the weather. I don't know. I really like stuff like that. I do too. It makes them feel like it makes it feel more lighthearted. Yeah, exactly. It's not as heavy. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we need to wrap it up, which is I, kind of crazy. I know. I never thought we would get to this point, but we're at the end. We are at the end. Of our session. Of our first debut episode, sort of. Yeah. This is kind of like at the... I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but like at the end of your therapy session when your therapist is like, is there anything else you would like to talk about? <laughs> at the, like, that's how I feel right now. And it's like, no, I think we covered everything. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. And this was fun because normally I don't know if we're going to talk about ourselves in that much depth. Anyways, (laughs) this has been fun. This has been so fun. Learned so much about you, Carly. Ah, you too, Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I think we're out. We're out. Peace out. Peace out, guys. Um... Good luck.